comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Jersey Shore Podcast. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by Pierce. How you doing, Pierce? I'm alright tonight, you? I'm doing well. A little, right. little hot, and I had to remove my upper garments, some of them, and... Uh, that's the worst way to start this podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunate ladies, it's not a video podcast, but uh, we're working on it. No fortunate. Very fortunate. We're joined by special guest Kevin Dunn. How's it going, Kevin? It's going great, thanks. And we might be joined by your brother, Brandon, in a few minutes. It's possible he's en route. Uh, which would be interesting, because I don't know if he's seen all of... I don't know if he's seen all of this season of Arrested Development, but we're going to be going full spoilers on season four. That's four of Arrested Development tonight, because... Uh, spoilers! The show is awesome. Now... Kevin and I have seen all of it. Pierce mm-hmm. is a bum and has only seen most of it. I've seen 13 out of 15, okay? You like I said, most. Two-fifteenths a bum. Two-fifteenths a... I'm okay. <laughs> if it's the part that I ride around on a train for the majority of my life, I'm okay with that. That's, that's a hobo. Um, bum, hobo, whatever. And uh, Brandon, we have no idea how much he's seen. Hopefully all, because I don't really feel like spoiling him. Mm-mm. Pierce has already consented, though. So... Like yeah. I said, full spoilers for season four and seasons one through three. I'm sure we'll touch on things from Obviously. there as yeah, well. Yeah, you can't. No, yeah. So, Arrested Development was on the air from 2003 to 2006. Does that sound right? It had been canceled for ten years, was my understanding. No, I thought, that's not true at no. all. It was off the air for... I think it ran from the 2003-2004 season, the 2004-2005 season, and, and then I want to say the fall of 2005 into 2006 season, but all the episodes actually aired in 2005. Okay. But it was in that season. Okay. So, gone for years, they kept saying, oh, maybe we'll come back, maybe we'll do a movie, maybe we'll do something, maybe we'll go to Showtime, whatever, and then Netflix happens. Showtime. We talked about this in an earlier episode. They announced, hey, we're going to buy the rights, or we're going to lease the rights, essentially, and we're going to make a new season of Arrested Development, we're going to air it, whole cast is coming back, we can't get them all at the same time, so we're going to have to be creative. Um, originally, they said you could watch the episodes in any order. Turns out that in the editing room, they kind of found that, no, really, it does work if you watch them in order. You pretty much have to, yeah. The whole thing has been up now for, what, about a month? A month and a so. half? Yeah. And um, now they've said they might do another season, they might do a movie, they're not entirely sure yet, but the possibilities are open. With that out of the way, and again, spoilers for the last time I'm saying it for this episode, full spoilers and rest of development. Kevin, since you've seen the whole thing, just in a nutshell, what was your impression of this season on its own and versus the other seasons? What'd you think? I think on its own, uh, it definitely made an impression. I thought they did a great job uh, continuing it along with the other three. Uh, was not a fan of the whole new style that they did where they were jumping around. Obviously, I understand uh, there was casting conflicts. They couldn't get everyone in the room at the same time. Uh, unfortunately, those were some of my favorite scenes in seasons one through yeah. three with the whole family and the room and the apartment. And we should be clear, it's not like people were like arguing with each other, it's just, it's been six, seven years, people had other commitments, so mm-hmm. if they could get them for a weekend here or a week there, mm-hmm. they did, and they they did the best, in my opinion at least, and we'll get to my, my thoughts on the season, but they did the best with what they could possibly do in terms of getting everybody back, and not just main characters, pretty much anybody who had so much as a cameo, yeah. aside from like Charlize Theron, I think Everybody who's ever in the show was there were, back. There were a lot, yeah. So I would I I came out with a a good experience on my so net positive. Um, uh, there were there were some things that I didn't like about it, which we'll get into later. But I think I enjoyed it as a whole. 
Uh, I liked it quite a bit myself. Um, did it live up to, like, my favorite season, which is probably season three, which I know there's a lot of people for a loop. They like season one best, whatever. Um, do I think it was as good? Probably not. Do I think it was still really good and have a lot of cool things it was doing? Absolutely. And I think given the limitations that they were put under by who they could get in a room at what time on all those kind of things, I think it's quite possibly the best thing they could have possibly produced under those restrictions. And while not maybe living up to the best of Arrested Development that came before it, certainly better than most other things on TV since it's gone off the air. Um, That's a very good point. And I, I've also got to say, I have not rewatched the entire season yet. I just haven't had that much time. I did rewatch the first episode of season four after I watched the whole thing, and already, just in have, having seen the whole thing, the first episode already played better in that second mm-hmm. viewing. And there was a lot of things that, just in, in regular Arrested Development style, I was like, oh, I never even caught on to that the first time. Mm-hmm. That's a hidden joke. That's a call call forward to things, something that will happen in ten episodes. Mm-hmm. you know. And to me... It was really cool, especially as an experiment. As a season of television, it's different, but as something I enjoyed, it was definitely firing on all cylinders. So, Pierce, as a person who hasn't seen everything, but has seen most... Seen the majority. Uh, what did you think? Net neutral for me. Net know, neutral, okay. Net positive, I would say net neutral. I appreciated it. I appreciated the intricacy uh, in it. Like, it was a very... It is by far, in my opinion, the most intricate season. The most, uh, you know, things going on that relate to each other where you see, you know, later on in, like, Maybe's episode, you see that line up with that, which lines up with that, which lines, you know. It was so intricate, and I really appreciated that. I think I've laughed maybe once or twice. And we'll get back to laughing in a second, but so intricate that I actually helped start, or I started, and then a lot of other people really contributed way more than I did, but I started a timeline on Reddit. Just a timeline thread of, let's put this thing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty interesting. There's already, I believe, like two or three chronological edits people have made already. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Um, so, it, like I said, really appreciate the, the, the depth they went into. Don't think it's that funny. Um, I really have not, as much as I've kind of appreciated it, ha- I haven't really, really haven't enjoyed it in the comic sense that are, I, I, you know, which is what drew me in for the first three seasons, where it was intricate, but it was intricate comedy, and which you know, which I appreciated. The other thing is, I don't love what they did with some of the characters, and you know, we'll probably the, get con- into the complaint that. I've seen the most uh, is probably Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes, which where, to me didn't bother me at all. In fact, I thought it was a logical extension. But where I mean, he he kind of went from guy who kept the family together to incompetent buffoon, and it bothered me. As as well as a, a bit with um, uh, his father, where, I mean, I can appreciate what they did with him and Oscar and making them switch roles, but, like, it didn't seem natural, and that whole thing with him becoming a woman just didn't really, <laughs> like, I'm like, what, okay, that's, alright, sure, I guess, why not? Like, it, it was one of those things where everything else was so intricately worked together that that switch between him and Oscar didn't seem to make sense as much as everything else did in the flow of things. Okay. So, yeah, that would, that would be it for me. So. I'll tell you what, though, an extension from the um, uh, George and Oscar flipping start, uh What's the name of that actor? Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. I was amazed with his ability because somehow, it's the same guy, clearly, playing two twins. I could tell who was who even as they were reversing roles. Even when they were silent on screen. It was amazing. Yeah. I... So I guess part of it was probably had to do with um, 
uh, the the people who make the clothing and stuff. Um, but I, but I, even when they switch each other's clothes, it's just the way he holds his face, his posture. You know, he really does convey the difference. I could in really tell the difference between them at times, and I was just like, like even going back, I watched the season again, uh, so I, twice. You now. have seen the whole thing twice. Yes. Did all the episodes play better a second time? Yes, okay. it was infinitely. Okay. Infinitely. I'm constantly gaining respect. It's for the, the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say intricate, and then it came out of, uh, it was, it was better, it was more intricate, uh, I was amazed with the things that I did not pick up the first time, and then going through the story again, I would like to see, uh, a timeline version of it, I think it would be more coherent, uh, I might even laugh more, just because I was confused most of the time the first time I go through the season. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I will echo that I probably didn't laugh as much as any other season, but the laughs that I did get were really good laughs, and even the stuff that was more just kind of chuckle smile worthy, mm-hmm. still I thought really good. I mean, there's a character in this season, um, and Pierce. I think you would have seen almost all of her storyline with what you've seen. The character of Debris is uh, one of the most yeah. devastating characters I've ever seen. One of the most tragic characters oh. I've ever seen in any medium, and I laughed the whole time, and I felt terrible oh. about it. <laughs> oh. But. Uh, it was so funny to me. Every time her nose would start bleeding or something, where I'm like, this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Yep. But it's hilarious. Yep. Uh, see, I, I, I loved how they introduced her. And, like, it was the one scene my dad was actually down here for where, you know, we're like, so they uh, showed up to the Method 1 Method acting one. Click it, or, uh, clinic. And my dad was like, oh, that's wonderful. Like, that was the only thing about Debris. Because for anyone who fun. hasn't seen it, and I, again, don't know why. You listen to this unless you're Chaney. Hi, Chaney. Yeah, um, hi, Chaney. <laughs> you were just here and then you left. Um, yeah, well, they go it to was this the clinic. methadone clinic. Oh, yeah, I was going to say they go to this mm-hmm. clinic where people are just doing monologues about such a tough life that they've had, and then they get <laughs> drugs. <laughs> and they come up and they're like, I can't really build off of his character. He's not giving me anything. He's, like, <laughs> he's telling his tragic story. His like, life is on the table. And he just, nope, he's doing a bad job. Yeah, but that was the only really uh, the the introduction of debris was the only thing I really appreciated about it. But uh, yeah, other than that, that that I just felt awful. Like when she was laying in the trash pile, I'm like, <laughs> leave oh. me here to die. <laughs> I love how they worked in the fan the uh, the nineteen nineties eighty nine Fantastic Four movie because how many yeah. people even realize that exists in the first place? But then to work it in so much into the story, like the beginning of that episode, I forget what you see first: him in the thing costume or him on the plane. I think you might start with him in the thing costume. Yeah. But even if that wasn't there, when he's on the plane and there's this, the cover of that mostly lost and forgotten Fantastic Four movie on the, the movies he's flipping through on the plane, I was like, holy cow, that's, yeah. that's I didn't a even deep pick that cut. Up. Oh, yeah, it's just there. Twice. Wow. And, uh, and, and, th- and uh, well, can I just say, and along with that, the MST3K stuff that was yeah, all throughout. That was good. Like, that is, uh, there was tons of cameos, but that was probably my favorite of all the cameos. There was some new cameos as well. Um, oh, I mean, that is a new cameo. But uh, Kristen Wiig as a young Lucille was That was incredible. Brilliant. She was great, but I think the counterpart of Seth, of Seth Rogen was a little weak. I like Seth Rogen. He, he's a funny guy. He does not have the ability to quite transform himself into a character that Kristen yeah. Wiig does. And so when you have... Christine, Kristen Wiig and uh, Seth Rogen playing young versions of Lucille and George, George Sr., and she is embodying that character perfectly, yeah. and he's Seth Rogen with a mustache. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was, I mean, even then, they had callbacks to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was directed by um, Ron... Uh, Howard. Ron Howard, thank you. Um, who... 
who I has a huge say, role in the season. I just I loved it from the first moment when the Fonz calls up Michael. I was all like, "Do you want me to go tell Ron Howard to f himself? Because I can tell go tell Ron Howard to go f himself." I'm like, that is my favorite line in the entire series. My f- my favorite joke this season was with Job and um, her and Egg, whichever her? version you want to go with. When he's pulling the mice from behind her <laughs> and she's screaming and sweating on his head. It was, and it's one of those things, like the rule of threes, where the first time it's funny, the second time it's okay, I've seen the joke. The third time, it's funny again. And then I think they went to like five, and every time I just kept laughing harder and harder. It was just... Um, I, I thought that was uh, th- And, that and, was and I think they did a really good job, uh, speaking of, of her, um, of... How they introduce all those characters one by one in that living room scene. To the point where some of them were there and you didn't realize it till like six episodes in. Yeah. And well, then we were like her, she was just sitting there mm-hmm. and like, oh, yeah, I guess she's there. Okay. And I don't think you even find out what they're there for until like almost the end of the season. Yeah. Was that like the, the George Michael episode? Yeah, it was his birthday. Did he have two episodes or what? Yeah, it was, a, it was his birthday. Was it his yeah. first episode or the second one? The second out? one. Yeah, that was not yeah. until like 12 or 13. Yeah, it was 13. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Well, let's pause to uh, welcome Brandon back to the show, Kevin's brother. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty well. Glad to be here. So we're, he's also not seen the last two episodes. Him and Pierce are both bums. Yeah, I'm a yes. perfectly allied bum. I'm I'm going to chalk it up to starting a new job in a new city. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I'm going to chalk it up excuses. to uh, yeah, like yeah, internship conference this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So not being a good enough nerd, unfortunately, or yes. human yes. being. Period. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> so uh, we, we we've we've kind of given our our. Uh, in a nutshell, impressions of the seasons. Of course, Kevin and I have seen it. All of it, you two have not seen all of it. But just based on what you've seen, what was your impressions of it overall versus the other seasons as a thing, just period? What What did you think of season four? Well, hopefully, uh, if you think back to one of the, the previous podcast episodes that I was on, uh, I expressed a lot of appreciation for uh, just the way that Netflix is going, and I really enjoy the fact that they took full creative control. Uh, and I loved everything that I've seen so far. However, I did watch all three seasons in succession right before the fourth season came out. I, we can all attest to this because he yes. posted all 10-year-old jokes in our group chat. <laughs> yes. So that was great. Yes, yeah, so it was just like a rebirth of all of these jokes. Not even everyone. in context. It just They would just appear probably as he's watching them. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's truly how I would do it. I would just spew them out as I was watching. So everyone else has already seen this, and I'm like 10 years behind. Uh, in comparison, honestly, I thought it was not as funny as season three and everything that I've seen so far. However, it's been a lot deeper and very nuanced. So, um, I just caught the tail end of what you guys were saying before, um, I was officially introduced and there are some, uh, I guess scenes that really don't make sense until you watch multiple other episodes and see it from or the other viewpoints. Or at least you think they make sense or you don't care about the context. Yes. And then you realize later that the context was, or the context rather, was really important and really changes everything that you thought was happening in that scene. And it's so indicative of the followers of the show because it, they're very nuanced fans and, and followers of Arrested Development uh, so to give us all that satisfaction of going back and seeing all the little things that uh, made sense, I really appreciate that. I also really like when they try to s- make the setting 
at the end of season three, but they have to use season four's characters because everyone has gotten ten years older, and it's very yeah. funny to see them go back and they're trying to do a flashback, especially when they actually do use footage from those seasons where they have the uh, scene stealer pro, <laughs> yes. and you get to really that is clearly so see funny. Michael Sarah used to look somewhat normal, and now his face is weird. It's so <laughs> He looks weird. so weird. And I think it's actually mostly the haircut. The haircut does not flatter the shape of his head, and yes. it makes it look lopsided. Although I do appreciate the... Uh, what was the movie where he played two versions of himself? Um, Prestige? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I know, I know what you're talking Michael about, Sarah. but with him with the mustache. Yeah, well, and I, I'm pretty sure that was the callback with that. There was a lot of call, callbacks to things he had done, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what's, his, what's her name? From, uh... Plant. 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 No, where to plant at? No, uh, the, uh... Oh, shoot, the girl from uh, Modern Family. What? What? Oh, Sophia Vergara? Yeah. Yeah, That wasn't her in that scene. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the girl from, um, My Name is Earl. Yes. She was in My Name is Earl. That was who it was, yes. The, the... The woman he was sleeping with in, in Spain? Oh, okay. Yeah, not yeah, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Overly right, sexual. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in my Yeah, I well. slept with that, yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say before we go back into our general discussion, Brandon? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, just so just to recap, since you weren't here for us, yeah. it, it sounds like you have a blend of my appreciation of how intricate it was, but not as funny, but you you know agree with him that, uh, Jordan, that it was season three was your favorite season? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, we are in the minority on, from what I understand. Really? Yeah, a lot of people really don't like season three. They feel it went too far off the rails, and to me, I was like, that's brilliant. That's, what made it amazing was they that went it for jumped broke. the shark. They, yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah. They literally jumped <laughs> yeah. the shark. The Fonz! The Fonz literally oh, jumped the shark in the show. jokes. So <laughs> there were so many happy days. References, jokes, and intricacies. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. and, and when you work in with the fact that uh, Ron Howard's brother was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Howard came back. Yeah, and it uh, was Bob Loblaw. Bob mm-hmm. Loblaw of Bob Loblaw's Loblaw. You know, it was. It, I just. Well, I just go back to the Ron Howard thing. I just love that he was a character with the the haircut, the hat haircuts, and just haircut. Meetings. And you know who the barber was? Who was the barber? The barber was the same actor. So presumably, although we cannot say for sure, the same character, but presumably the same character who is. Uh, who's the, what's the finest character's name? Um, Barry Zuckercorn. Barry Zuckercorn. Barry Zuckercorn's father. Same actor who was playing Barry Zuckercorn's father in those couple flashbacks with him. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, his... <laughs> Who's now Floyd the Barber. Oh, uh, the... wow. There's just so much r- r- related to the Zuckercorn, Ron Howard, like all that Happy Day, Opie... How Rewards, old is Happy stuff. Days? Uh, late 50s, early 60s? Yes. Because I'm thinking... Like, I, I didn't pick up on any of it until it was explained to me. Thinking of, like, their target audience here of people who have seen Arrested Development and, like, Netflix subscribers. Oh, wait, wait. That was ha- so... Happy Days. I'm sorry. Happy Days was... Happy the, Days was, yeah. Like, I was about to say, what are you talking... Oh, the uh, late 70s, early 80s? Uh, okay, so okay, you were saying... I'm thinking the Andy place. Griffith show. I'm okay, thinking okay, the Andy okay, Griffith okay. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, like, my point still kind of applies of that. Well, yeah, because the OP is, get, the, is, the, is the... Yeah. I didn't pick up on a lot of those references, and I, and I feel as if some people are in the same boat. Yeah, but that's the thing with Arrested Development. There's always a reference you didn't just, get. That's yeah, always. They just don't. Yes. You know. Like Anya. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that did not understand what Or Anya the whole running thing with the ostrich. And then the town that they're in in India that... is the Hindi slash Urdu word for ostrich. Oh. Like, I did not know that. No. I didn't either, except for Reddit, you know, and yeah. putting together the timeline. I was telling them before you came in, I started a timeline on Reddit and had a whole bunch of people put in way more work than I did, but added stuff just putting the scenes together. That's brilliant. And we found all out. kinds of crazy stuff in there. 
things yeah. down to like you can play scenes because you know when Pete the mailman died, and then the background of the scene there's a, a, a parade of not parade but a, a funeral line of. Postal, Postal trucks <laughs> that says R.I.P. Pete on one of them. No. Yeah, yeah, no. definitely. That is incredible. And, and the the uh, the very deep seated joke that you pointed out about what they were eating throughout the show. Oh, the, uh, I told Pierce yeah. the other day when I was yeah. over, and I, uh, that's right, I forgot you were here. You know how they keep eating? They keep squirting mustard on their hands and then yeah. pouring mar- uh, Parmesan cheese on it and licking their hands. Yes. Okay. This has not been confirmed. Although one of the one of the editors of the show did pop into the timeline thread and like comment on wow. things, which is really cool. That is cool. That's I believe cool. the head editor actually. But the the presumption that most people have right now, and we're assuming this is true because otherwise it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> is the actor who plays Gene Parmesan ah! <laughs> played Colonel Mustard in the Clue movie. Oh my god! And so they're eating <laughs> mustard and Parmesan. Wow! Yeah, yeah. No, that's oh what that's goodness. what people are assuming. Then you have to even down to um, you know when Alan Tudyk reprises his role as Pastor Veal, yeah. and then you also have his co-host on As It Is Unto You, then also As It Is Unto They, or whatever the show is called. <laughs> his co-host is Father Marsala, played okay, by yeah. one of the guys, and I forget his name. I apologize from uh, yeah. from Kids in the Hall. Okay. And so it's been, like oh all goodness. these things. Or the church being uh, the church of the holy eternal resurrection or whatever. Her. <laughs> With Her. a question mark. Yep. Oh, it's like, it's, oh that was gosh. funny. I, I do remember catching that. Um, and this is, this is why it's so fun to talk about the show is because you just never know what you missed. And yeah. I, I love it. And, and can I say, I can only assume what your favorite uh, cameo of all the different cameos was, was the very first episode. Uh, it, I was going to mention this somehow and work it in, but it honestly had to be Kristen Wiig as Lucille. Uh, that, Fantastic. That okay, I thought you were going to say the Workaholics guy show. Well, yes, like, also, okay. I, as being a fanboy, for yeah. the For those that don't know, and there's no way that you could possibly know this, but I absolutely... Unless I listened to the last unless, episode you were on, in which you mentioned it as which well. Was, well that's did true. I really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, you did. You yeah. did. Oh. Okay. Kevin just well, yeah. To, yeah. I so love workaholics. Um, and and the, the the four main that's cast members of the show. That's my senior year of college. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of weed and a hoverboat that didn't work. So All you right. sued a guy. Hoverboats, yes. Weed, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Did you wrestle a torqued man by a pool? Did you have a dragon that got stolen by high schoolers? No comment. Uh, <laughs> shrooms as someone broke into your working environment. No, okay, okay. So no you know the So basically watching the show Watch. was your senior year. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, but yes, those were hysterical. Uh, and I, I absolutely love that Durs was made the manager because he always wants to be in yeah. charge at Workaholics and he wants to run for city councilman and he wants to, uh, to be the big shot that his dad wants him to be. And he's... He's like a flight assistant manager. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, not not uh, much going on in his life. But yeah, that was wonderful. We talked about it before you came in, but what was your thought on the character of Debris? For me, it's one of the most tragic characters I've ever seen. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Pierce was put off by it. But what did you think I of Debris? Me. I, I didn't see it coming, I guess. Which part? Uh, everything. <laughs> all. Just the continual bleeding. Degradation of humanity. That yeah, it it was sad. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was almost unnecessary. I remember thinking one night I had binged watched maybe four episodes in a row, and and uh, she was on all of them presumably, uh, and I was just like, man, I really 
I just want to stop watching. I mean, this is it's a f- very funny show and, and series of episodes, but this is just really dark. Really dark. But and it, it was yeah. it got into Louis C.K. quadrant where it's just like it's overtly dark, but really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but see, that was that was my thing. I didn't think it was that funny. Like I saw this <laughs> horribleness of of debris, and I just I couldn't do it. And, yeah. and there's a lot of other things too, where like, I did any of you have any? What was your guess? I'm just curious. When in um, uh, what's the sister's name? The blonde, um, Ellen's wife. Oh, uh, Portia de Rossi. Uh, yeah, Lindsay. 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 When she well, uh, met with, with her the, terrible wig in the first couple episodes. Oh my goodness, sorry. that was. I'm sorry. Bad. There, she looked. There was something about her look before she got the short hair that I'm just. It like, was a wig. It, it was a really bad but wig. It, it, the way it worked with her face. Yeah, though, it, it yeah, was like yeah. like with George she Michael. Is, it made her face look strange. She is one of. The, she's one of the actors that really took a hit in these ten. But years. But I thought once she got a. Short haircut when she went to her actual. Oh yeah, hair. once she got yes, way better. Yeah. Or the red hair, the red hair. Whenever, too. whenever I see her in the press with Ellen, I always think like, "Wow, that's a good-looking couple." Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But but, but in, right, in so, the first few episodes, and ninety percent so, of that is Portia Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I would share a wardrobe with Ellen DeGeneres. She has beautiful suits. And I would. Nice I wouldn't fit ties. in anything. But well, sure, yeah, okay, yeah. yes. If yeah, they, I was about to say, there's no way. If I don't they think made them a large or XL or something, then I would share. Kevin, you could share clothes. Yes, Kevin, you could share. Ellen and I would rock it. All right, you. I think she's taller than. Right. In Ellen DeGeneres' okay. clothes. But anyway, so moving on from that real quick, I, my question with her was, did what was your guys' guess as to who the shaman was? I, I had no I had idea. Zero I knew it was clue. somebody. That, I oh, knew it I, was somebody. We had a conversation about this outside the yeah, other day, I, Kevin. But it, I was going way. in and I just, I mean, I just thought it was a random old Indian man that was a shaman. Okay. I mean, and, and no it, clue. I had zero clue. I, I knew it was somebody who couldn't place who, but it should be noted, and I, this is what I told Kevin outside the other day, was it, that character of the shaman was credited as Rich Aliandros, which, if you were to put that Aliandros, Rich, is Alia and an ostrich. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because it was played by Alia Shawcat. Oh my god. Yeah, can gosh. we. Alright, so real quick, another really subtle name thing before we get into the birds, because I really want to talk about the birds thing. And, the and ostriches specifically? Well, all the birds, because the, the chicken, the buzzard, the ostrich, all of that. We'll get there. But real quick, you're the one you pointed out. You being Kevin. Uh, yes, Kevin, um, as I poke him. Um, the, the number, the prison number 24601? No, hello, upside down. Oh, hello. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Um, Lucille, I saw the <laughs> second time I watched the episode. Lucille's prison number when she's in prison with the Asian ladies um, is zero one one three four, which is when you put in the calculator, throw it upside down, <laughs> it spells hello. Her child's name is hello. Anyang. Anyang. That blew my mind. That you was had one of the only possibly things. the shortest cameo in the entire yeah, series. Yeah, that. That was he was weird. in the restaurant in the well, episode fair, the where Michael and Lindsay were on the double date with well, I mean, uh, Rebel like Alley. One word lines that. for most of the episodes. So. Rebel he, Alley, he who, let me character. just say, I Gorgeous. continually, pretty woman, continually confused with uh, Amy Adams. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, I cannot tell the two of them apart to save my life. So, but, alright, so let's talk birds, alright? Because um, clearly there bees? is a... Bees? <laughs> but then clearly there's a very, very clear distinct... 
bird theme. I would say ostrich theme. Yes, there are some other birds involved. Uh, the chicken thing, like oh, they oh the chicken ch- dance, but that's a. There call was the back. duck <laughs> that they found. Call, 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 the duck. Call, call, the no, duck was one of the fake, funniest I, things I've ever that's seen. Like, was that's the hardest funny. I laughed in any of the four seasons. <laughs> no, no, it, it was a that. close tie to the ma- mice behind the ears joke. Wait, wait, what was the duck part? The impromptu Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, they open up the oven and there's just a Tobias. There's a good duck, and they're using the the for sale signs, <laughs> showing the oven. And then the next episode, they open it up, and it's not even cooked. It's just a little it's a charred. Yeah, there's, some there's, soot on there's just some soot on a little white duck. <laughs> because yeah. none of those people ever cooked before, so that made perfect sense. But yes. I, oh my gosh, I almost peed. It was fantastic. <laughs> how, how was the Thanksgiving miracle? But anyway, not and, actually on Thanksgiving though. Yeah, a week before. Um, so there's clearly a uh, a bird theme kind of thing going on. The ostrich thing, does that get explained in the last two episodes? No. Okay. I mean, pe- people Never. have kind of speculated, A, it's a, it's a callback to um, an early, I think season one episode, where Lindsay is protesting animal fur being used. Yeah. And, Lindsay, you're wearing ostrich skin boots. Well, I don't care about ostriches. Okay. But also, it's just kind of using them as a visual motif for, you know, the, the classical stereotype of ostriches is putting their heads in the ground. Okay. To hide from danger. That's fair. And kind so of I characterizing the blues I as I took ostriches. it as, as everyone has a bird. Just in that... It turned into some like, weird animal totem green lantern thing. Well, no, because, because there, was a scene, there was a scene in one of um, Lucille's episodes. Uh, the one where she has the touching moment with, with Tobias. Where Tobias is like trying to convince her to act. And she goes, I am the Invisible Woman. Where she's dressed in that really weird outfit. And there's a pinata, and they actually reflect. And it's I'm assuming that it's supposed to put together. The, if it's the same, the if it's the same outfit I'm thinking of, though, it was supposed to make her look like the Grinch, the black one with the f- tuft. I'm thinking the purple and green one with the tufts. Oh no no no! This is the black one. She wears a uh, quattro de synchro. That's green. And Cinco purple. de quattro. Whatever. Reverse yeah, that's it. that's her villain outfit from the play, from the musical. No, no, no. They were practicing the scenes when they were doing that. So yeah, that that's supposed sense. to make her look like the Grinch, calling back to that Kristen Wiig scene. Well, I just know, alright, so when she has that scene with Tobias, it actually pans to her, and right next to her, sort of in the background, is a cart with a large ostrich pinata. I think that's supposed just to be the repeating the, imagery of the ostrich. There's right. ostriches everywhere, because you could have said, uh, in, the, in the claw game, uh, oh shoot, was that season three? No, that when no, they that's have season three with the with the with the uh, this would be great for army. It's a trophy. I just love any time to buy. Like this would be great for army. Like uh, uh, not, to bias. not to bias. Uh, not, not to bias. Uh, Buster. Uh, Buster. Buster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Byron. For army. I for army. love Buster. Um, in all seasons, he's probably one of my favorite characters. Except but for the this smoking one. scenes were yeah. agonizing <laughs> to watch because you'd think, oh, that's funny. They did it once. Oh, they did it twice. That poor guy. Yeah. I hope he's getting paid a lot. Oh my gosh, he stuck his mouth in hers probably like <laughs> five times. Yeah, yeah that, that, there was really a rule of fives in this season, and that was the worst one to go. Oh. That was rough. Yeah. See, that was the only yeah. full scene I'd seen before the season came out, because they released that as... Oh, really? Originally, it was a deleted scene, and then they eventually actually worked it into the plot. Okay. It was funny in a cringing way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the rest of development. Was, in it, many yeah. cases. was it as funny when she was doing it in the... The prison with all the with, other with what's his name from Mad TV yes. as one of the uh, uh, Billy something I don't remember yeah. definitely not Billy Crystal no nope. I don't uh, more, uh, no um, and Buster I think may have had the single best episode 
Possibly. I'm assuming he's one of the last two because he hasn't yes. had that. His is the second to last, and the last is either Michaels or George Michaels. Yeah, the last is a whole mess of stuff. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, his whole story is kind of brilliant. And it's, I mean, he had, the, I think, the biggest schedule constraints, which is why he isn't as much of the arrested okay, season. Okay, really? Because on... what is he doing? He's on Veep on yeah, Showtime, I believe. The second. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Veep right. Is, he is amazing. Tony Hale as uh, the vice president's assistant. If you haven't seen Veep yet, it's about a vice president, um, Selena, who's played by uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And uh, the vice president is very obviously useless. Uh, she was just put on the ticket uh, to to help it go. And um, it's a house of cards throwback, if we're talking about no. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> do, we, not, do we want to buzz market anything else here? No, Man, it's it's not serious whatsoever. But it just shows how like clueless the staff is, and it's uh, not as uh, reflective of DC culture as House of Cards is, obviously because it's a comedy. But there are so many tie-ins of. Uh, just DC culture and the and the language that they use and and I've I've only lived in DC for three weeks now and I've already picked up on it and it's even funnier <laughs> now that I go back and watch it and I just realize oh I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we were talking about his episode Buster Buster oh Buster great yes. episode and his jeweled hand <laughs> it gets better it gets, it gets better way better it gets fantastic it gets so good his storyline. And his was another one where, kind of like that scene for George Michael's going away party, mm-hmm. where you don't realize people are there. Mm-hmm. There's so many scenes where he's in, even ones you saw that you just didn't realize he was in the background mm-hmm. in, that you only find out about in his, and and not even like in the background like he was just off frame, like he was in the background and you didn't realize mm-hmm. it um, for, di- for different things. Um, I have a question, and this is definitely spoilery. Um, well, but not not to, no, no. This is how to full spoiler alert. But I don't I don't remember if you even know the question has been posed. Um, where did you guys last leave Lucille two? Um, yes. So you and I watched the the thirteen. So where it's left off is uh, the bloody stairs. Okay, so you do know that it's presumed she's been murdered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any any ideas about who might have killed her from the episode you saw? Brandon doesn't seem to know what we're I might about. have three episodes left then. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> did, hey. you watch, did, did you find out what fake, about Fake Block? Yes, I know Fake Block. Okay, so that's 13. What do you know about Fake Block? That it's George Michaels, it's pretty successful, and maybe he wants to market it. Okay, so no, he has not he seen has not the 13th episode. episode. Because you almost just ruined that, too. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to ruin things for right, you, sorry. So oh, yeah, it's going to be ruined, that's fine. Alright, so do you remember... Uh, face block, not fake it's block. Fake. No, fake block. it's fake. Do you block. remember when when George Michael did the uh, the drug based band with Tobias and that random woman, Doctor Somebody, Doctor Somebody's Feel Good Family Time yes. uh, band solution? You remember that? Yeah, traveling band. Or Doctor Doctor yeah. Finke's Do you Good Time the Family. Band played Tobias. No, no, George Michael. George, George Michael. Michael. Do you remember what he played? No, because he has don't. perfect internal timing. Right. Woodblock. Woodblock. So him and his friend wanted to make an app. An app that was the best. Well, first they thought only, but then once they saw their others, they saw their three. So you know, times iPhone so yeah, app to play woodblock. Times three. Okay. So and it's so, an imitation woodblock. So, so it's wood called block fake was block. Taken. Woodblock, block, block, block wood was all taken. <laughs> so they had to go fake block. And in order to impress, maybe because he wouldn't sleep with her. I think it was right. originally. Uh, that he told his dad what it was. I think he was talking to maybe, and his dad overheard. I thought, I thought this was time. all about taking yourself out of social media. 
Well, that's the life. That's created. that's kind of what he told people. That's what. Uh, that's the impression he was giving. Maybe, and his dad overheard. His dad kept going with it. So maybe kept going with it, and it kept getting away from him. Yeah. Okay. And so he's all these people like trying to woo him and everything. And well, yeah. that's for a different reason. Oh, you haven't gotten to that either. That's. <laughs> um, right, so, so Lucille too. Lucille Who do you think killed her? All right. So do you think? Well, a do you think she's dead? B who do you think killed her? Obviously, they're suggesting it's. Um, well, which Sally. one? Really? That's who you think they're suggesting it is? Uh, yeah. Which I love the callback to alopecia. Um, because, now granted, maybe this is because I've seen the whole thing and I've rewatched the first episode, but it, they're pretty heavily implying Michael killed her. I, I think, I think, uh, what I gathered was that Sally Sitwell is conniving to make it seem that way. Okay. That's what I picked up. I mean, it's it's a very complicated issue because a she's probably not really dead. Yeah, probably. because I think it's revealed in the Buster episode that it's actually juice that he spills juice. Okay, and that's what people think is blood. But and, and if the season ends her, with if anyone kills her, I'm going to go out and say it's Argyle. <laughs> Argyle, I love Argyle. Stereo. Argyle is it's amazing. Oliver Gawain. Um, <laughs> Oliver Gawain, and he's the chaser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> step all over your face. Well, I, I knew where you're going with that first part. So a it's not blood; it's juice. Yeah. But by the end of the season, Buster is in prison for murdering her. Oh, really? And but the I, the impression is that Kevin even though has he, this perplexed, uh, I I didn't watch it closely. I only actually saw the last episode uh, once. Yeah, because I remember the police came in. Was he was he was and, he known by a new start in there too? Is he? No, 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 no. This is like right by Cinco de Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco mm-hmm. de Remember the three cops? The three cops who've been in like since the, the beginning cops? of Arrested. No, since the beginning of Arrested Development, who keep beating people. With a nightstick, and they arrest yeah, the one of them is the gay cop, at the least one. Oh, okay, well, but it's not yeah. the, it's not the, um, but they keep beating Buster with the nightstick because yeah. they're arresting him right for her murder. So yeah. it ends with him in prison, oh. or at least arrested. I don't know if he's technically or, in prison or, or Oscar. Well, but it's it's implied that Michael is, and the whole time you thought it was that he slept with her. The whole thing he wanted to forget or didn't want to talk about was that he murdered her, and then. Job forces a forget-me-now into him. So even if yes. he did kill her, he didn't remember. If she's even dead. Season doesn't resolve this. That's left as a big question wow. for the next season Wait, or the movie or whatever. Does, does Job and... I don't think they saw the part. <laughs> sleep together after Cinco de Cuatro? That, that's that night. Me. I believe that's that night. Uh, the night, after the night before. The night of Cinco de Cuatro. I, forget, I know who you're talking about. The forget-me-now, the one that he gives Michael, is the morning after Cinco de Cuatro. You're talking about this, Oh! Right? Yeah. See, about, I need to see the timeline. You're talking about this, right? So... Tony yes. Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> this is a spoiler episode. Yeah. I've... Job sleeps with Tony Wonder, and it's awesome. Oh. I was thrilled by that development. Neither of are gay, though. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is, I love the part. There's that super awkward tension buildup, and I haven't seen the that The whole thing with yet, the masks. But, oh, yeah. That is... And they're like... This feeling that they're feeling is oh, actually friendship. No, I've, but I've none, seen that. But none oh, have yeah. experienced I it have before. seen that episode, because they, they, they wear the masks, and it's dark, and it was supposed to be Anne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you wear his mask? Anna, Annabelle. What? Because why do you call her, her Annabelle? name is her? Anne, and, and she's she shaped, shaped like a... Yeah. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> I think it was episode three where... Um, uh, George Michael maybe we're talking, he's like, I just don't want to put all my hands in one basket. basket. <laughs> it took me a second time to hear that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's not even in here yet. <laughs> See, I want to use that in everyday life. I really just want to be all like, I don't want to put all my, my hands, hands in one, one basket. basket. 
Not that That's any of us funny. are risk takers, but if we ever were, we could use that phrase. <laughs> I don't even have a basket. Uh, <laughs> as I live and breathe. Um, young Barry Zuckercorn. <laughs> yes. Who yeah. I thought when they first showed him was supposed to be young Michael. That's what I thought, I so thought too. that too. Yeah. Because of the context. And I was like, I'm confused. And no, by the guy. second time they brought it up, I was like, oh, it's young Barry. Okay, that makes so much more He's sense. He's just spewing all Take kinds of the nonsense. I, his I, I dad they they yeah. can't try a man and wife for the, the same, same crime. crime. And dad is that just looking great. on, just being like, like what? Whatever. I was really hoping they would do like another Fawn thing, because with everything that they've done Happy Days, I was really hoping he was going to be wearing a leather jacket, or something to do with like a jukebox that he has to hit, or something like that. I was just really hoping for something like that. <laughs> it's a but, jukebox in the courtroom or something. Yeah. Which, can I say that trial scene that they kept like cutting to? At the, at the restaurant? Uh, yeah. yeah. The crab shack or whatever yeah, it was? At the right, seafood that, restaurant because it's maritime. It's maritime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the four bells or five bells, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> Right, can I just say the the one thing that bothered me more than anything else in the season, like uh, uh, like I said, it was it was net neutral. The only negative in the entire season for me was the um, what's it called? All the green screen. Like I understand you needed it for Oscar. Some of it was really bad. Others, yes. Others like, were pretty decent, and some I didn't even notice, but they were there. Yeah, or the the ones with Barry. Like we're talking about Barry because he wasn't available any of those same days. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is though that that. Was that actually seen uh, filmed season four stuff? Yeah. Okay. With him did in the you, costume. Could you give a few examples? Because I'm, There's I'm a, not as no, 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 my no, no, eye no. is not as trained. Okay. So no, what I'm saying I've... is like, all right. So that scene where everyone's in the uh, courtroom after the boat turns. Not even the courtroom. It's 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 a room on the dock. It's where they bring everybody after the Queen Mary sinks. Yeah, that looked like it was. And just by the way, everyone looks. That was filmed back when they were still doing the show. No. George Michael is definitely... Michael maybe is definitely a lot that. thinner. I was wondering mm, that. It did seem... I think it's just the way she's dressed. Maybe she has Lindsay, several different visuals. Lindsay looks like old her, not old, new her. Old portion. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. There, there, I'm, there might be a few shots sprinkled in there from the old thing, but 99% of it is brand new. Okay, because... Absolutely. But that is a definite sequence of where Barry is clearly... Where he's, like, ta- he's in that weird... Captain's uniform, and he's talking to mm. George Senior and um, uh, Lucille. Lucille, I want to say Lindsay, but the two L names. And it's very clear that he's not actually there. It's green screened. You're seeing the backs of their heads, and he's kind of in front of them. And yes, there are a few of those throughout the season. It was one of those things where they couldn't really get around it. Like a in couple, the Maritime Court, that was a very a couple were really bad. But I think most of them, most people didn't even notice. And even the ones I, I noticed, most of the time weren't really that bad. It was just like a. Oh, yeah, probably is. Yeah. Same thing with ADR. There was a lot of stuff that was ADR'd because actors weren't there, so you'd see the back of their head and they'd change the line later. Yeah. Yeah. But you see that in everything. Any yeah, movie, oh, television sure. yeah. show. Uh, um, and they already did that with every time Oscar and um, George Sr. Yeah. were in the same But room. it also right. allowed them to do certain things that they probably wouldn't normally be able to do, like when, um, when Maybe gives her speech. That's the uh, sorority speech. Yeah. That that callback, that real world real thing, was only like three weeks old when that episode came. When the season was released, really, when she does the award ceremony, yeah, that thing happened in real life only like three weeks before the really? season came out, and it was because you don't really see her mouth in the scene. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even realize that was a part because I I followed that story as it came out pretty closely because I thought it was hysterical. Oh yeah, and her mouth is covered kind of in the scene by the microphone or something, so they were able to ADR in that speech. Is that right? The, okay, I do recall that uh, vaguely, 
And, and I was and, like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's because a fast that, turnaround. That really, that was, that broke on like some fraternity news website. Pretty... I, I, I looked up the date to see when it got big and it was like almost exactly four weeks or something, wow. three or four weeks beforehand. That's amazing. All right, so one thing I wanted to say before, well, you mentioned the movie. Can we talk about how meta it was in that they're doing the movie and Michael's job? And yeah, Michael's yes. whole thing is trying to get, A, trying to get to not be in, under crushing debt, but yeah. B, get everybody's signature, and then ripping up people's signatures as he's going along as well. You're in the movie. Okay, now you're out of the movie. Yeah, now you're out of the movie. I, I tried to keep track part. of the people who actually made it into That was one of the things we were doing in the timeline. We were tracking the check, the $50,000 mm-hmm. for maybe <laughs> four facelift. Yeah. Yeah. Or Ganji for facelift. Um, the who's in the movie, who's out. These are different things that yes. were in the timeline. of like, right. let's track where this goes from. The wig. Is this is this a Reddit thread? Reddit, yeah. Is it our Arrested Development? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that uh, out. I'll see if so I can find it. shameless plug for our Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, people were putting together graphical, graphical versions and stuff. It was pretty darn cool. It's probably very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so just, I, I really... I appreciate meta stuff, so especially something like that where they're like so meta, even the sacrifice. Yeah, we're the movie that we're making is being made in the thing, but uh, I just really, really enjoyed that. Uh, all the all the jokes at Imagine were just fantastic. Imagine generic. Imagine uh, or what was the uh, not Ima- What's the other opposing company? Um, the one that's a story taller. Yeah, I forget. And, and, yeah. and impose all the laws. And was all like, yeah, he's not coming out of the boat for this one. Um, I just loved all of that. Well, that kind of brings us back to um, That's like anything that Opie a little bit, uh, to Ron yeah. Howard. Opie I, Anthony, yeah. I know a lot of people were a little concerned in the beginning when he was such a big part. But I actually thought they used him about the perfect amount. He's in a couple yeah. episodes pretty heavy, but then you barely yeah. see him the rest well, of the season, in, if at all. He's in the Michael episodes pretty heavily, because he's the only one that Michael But only like the first two. I think the other, I think he's in four there's like four Michael episodes, I think. I mean, he's in every episode because he's the narrator. He's in narrator, yes, but he's on screen yeah, only well, heavily in like two. He's been in since season one, then, if you want to, yeah. <laughs> and how brilliant was the whole Moonlander thing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was funny. That was funny. Oh, that was really funny. I love that. The Michael whole... wasn't even really picking up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Or everything with his daughter, Carl Weathers. And yes. like, the swapping restaurant is C.W. Swapigans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't Carl realize that. Weather. So, Steve Holt. Yes. I wanted to mention how Why he was he my favorite so character. Why does he look so old? I did not He did not age well, but... It was him. Yeah, it was like three minutes into him being on screen where he finally said who he was, and I was like, holy cow, that's Steve Holt! <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's Steve Holt? He looks like wow. my dad, only not no, actually no, like my dad, fair, but he looks there old. There was makeup. There was a lot. There was a chin. There was a wig. A like, little bit. But he does look very different even today. And, and to it is to be said, like, even in the show, he was, like, 23 and in high school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, which, I, you know, I think was, was another joke on top of maybe, maybe became the next Steve Holt. So, oh, yeah, she absolutely did. Um, but, yeah, I, I love, like, Debris, I was just like, this is, this is sad and pathetic. Steve Holt, <laughs> it broke my heart. That was sad to like, see. Like, on his birthday. On his birthday. Like, 40 years, he was only alive for, like, 20 of them. Yeah, like, I was just like, and when he's putting up the sign and his dad drives by, I'm like, oh, Steve Hall, Steve Hall. What did you think of all the Google jokes? Or, I'm sorry, the something jokes. The something, yes, the yeah. Some, the something. <laughs> I'm used to getting a lot of stares. 
But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I I really liked the something jokes. That was that was well done. Did did they do that? Did they do the something for the comedic effect, or were they genuinely not allowed to? Use I Google? think it was for the comedic effect, especially because there are already those jokes before Google comes into the picture. Yeah, okay. they were. I well, went I, back, well, like George, yeah, uh, George Marble said something episode. like, "We can something it or something." Yeah. Like that. Something, mm-hmm. yeah. This next question is something that is going to confuse both. Pierce and Brandon, because you haven't seen this. This is the very last oh, thing boy, in the yeah. season. What else is new? Kevin, I loved the final interaction between George Michael and Michael. Yeah. I thought that was the perfect capper to both the season and their relationship through the whole series. Mm-hmm. I know some people really hated it, and Pierce, you would probably hate it just based on things you've said about what they did with Michael this season. But Did they have that sappy music they always play over Michael and George Michael? No. Brown? No, 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 no. Um, what did you think of it? Before we say what it was to Pearson Brand- yeah. or Pearson Brandon, what did you think of it? I didn't, uh, I didn't like it just because, uh, the, it was the last thing you saw in the entire season had so many questions left for me. So I, so this might be some residual angst about like being like, what, uh, the series is over. I still have so many questions. Um, I, I liked how it, how it summed up the relationship and it finally turned into like an evolution of like, um, George Michael always being in uh, his father's shadow and, uh, never really communicating on the same level. Never and being I, able to stand up to him. Yeah, and and then that final moment being what it was. Uh, but I also didn't like the whole uh, subplot of them... Screw it. Uh, them dating the same person at the same time. Although anyway, that's a very familiar well, arrest development. It, I knew that already. No, no, that's not how the season ends. No, I, yeah, but when he said screw it, I just figured he like didn't know. Well, I, that's, that is introduced somewhat late in the season. So yeah, yeah. Brandon, what you I don't think Brandon I, No, I still knew that. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought you didn't see the George But Michael. So in the final scene of the season, Maybe by, in the middle of by the that point, so Michael possible. knows they're dating the same woman, but George, Michael doesn't. Yeah. And George, Michael goes to Rebel Alley's apartment, not really realizing that George Michael's Aaron Springer gets the cactus, right, I think? Yeah. And he walks up, and George Michael comes out, and Michael starts to try and play it off like... He had no idea. Like, like, oh, I'm just learning about this now. Isn't that such a weird coincidence? I said we were like twins. George Michael punches him in the face. Straight and that, in the face. Straight in the face, and that's how the season that's ends. That's it. No, nothing. Finally standing up to his father. I was that... I, to me, especially with the director of that season, but even the whole series, that is the moment George Michael's character has been building to, is finally... Not lit putting up with his dad's nonsense. I'll, I'll have to wait for it, but that almost seems underwhelming just because it's a, 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 an exact cutback to when he punches Job in the face for being with the same woman that he was with. Yeah, there's mm, that. Maybe, but the way it's pla- I was really happy with the way it was played. Yeah, because you of, you don't it just realize the cut, or is there like literally it, it, you have about you see Michael move back and it's done. That's the end of the season. Credits roll. Because you think that just like the whole rest of the season, George Michael's going to be like, and you're doing the whole series, oh, you know, subservient to his dad, and just whatever his dad says goes, and his dad must be right, and he's grown up at that point because of the whole fake block disaster, he's grown up to the point where he ain't taking that anymore, Mm -hmm. and... Now, but this builds back into the question of, Pierce, you didn't like what they did with Michael. And I've seen, this is a wide complaint, you were not alone. Yeah. To me, and, and... other people have said this as well, so this is not exclusively my thought. I don't want to plagiarize it or anything, but Michael has always been a terrible person. Now, he comes off as not as terrible because of the people he's surrounded with. When he comes off... a terrible person. He, uh, he's self-serving. He, he mistreats people. He is self-serving. He's not particularly smart, but because he's slightly less self-serving, slightly smarter, and slightly 
less oblivious than the rest of his family. When he's around them, you don't realize it. He comes off like the hero yeah, because he does. because the the things against him are so bad. Mm-hmm. But in this season in particular, because he is so separated from them, and finally you are not faced with the foils of well, yeah, he's an idiot, but next to Job, I mean, he's a, he's <laughs> he's a rocket surgeon, you know, a rocket surgeon. You never heard me say that before? No, no, I've okay. heard it in other contexts. Um. Like rotic surgery. But here yeah. where he's finally he's finally gotten what he wanted. He's finally away from the family. And it makes you realize he's no better. He just That's looks fair. better that, in that comparison. Is, that is a fair I mean, keep fair. in mind, this is the guy who dated a mentally handicapped woman for about a month without realizing it. And yeah. slept with a blind woman without realizing it. <laughs> no, well, she wasn't no. actually blind. Without no. realizing, oh, okay, okay. Without realizing that she was not but, blind. And also, I mean, this is interesting. Fair. Someone put out an infographic. I don't think it was an official infographic. It was like some, like an io9 type website, you know. Uh, but they p- made their own infographic of basically listed all the crimes committed by each Bluth and mm-hmm. how much um, jail time they've earned. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. George was, or, or Michael was only second to, I believe, his father in terms of number of crimes committed over the course of the entire series and how much jail time he could be awarded for it. Wow. Wow. Uh, But again, you don't realize it because it's so well hidden in the first three seasons. But in this season, even if they wanted to hide it, they couldn't as well and have the same character because he's separated from everybody. Because think about it. He agreed with the house, even though it was Job's idea, he agreed with the house uh, being a fake house. This is going back to season two or three. Um, When he talks about his employees straight up in front of him, he calls them sheep. Uh, to Lindsay, and they were all okay with that. Uh, so, I mean, it might just be me just realizing this now, but he is kind of a douchebag. If, if all right, I can I can see if you do a full se- series character development where he breaks, but I That's what I we're think talking about. no, but I'm I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying like specifically, he's not originally that way. I'm saying he's been that way the whole time. I I, I look at the first several seasons and I see a commitment. Not to mention. Uh, a genuinely not as horrible as everyone else. Uh, d- despite despite the you know infographic. Here's the thing, though. He and granted, he's if ostensibly the protagonist. Yeah. This is the the story of a wealthy family and yeah. the son who had to keep them who lost everything and the son who tried to keep, get them keep back them together. All together. But his future was in, it was abruptly uh, canceled and then yes, yeah. even though that's w- how it's framed. He's not really interested in keeping the family together. He's interested in not losing all the money. He's interested in the company not falling apart. Because those are the things that are supposed to go to him. These are all he basically doesn't want them to steal the money because it's his money that he doesn't want them stealing. Granted, he's gonna yes, steal himself. N- he's gonna get the true. company car with all the crazy uh, you know, accoutrement and the sunglasses and the But but look at how, how easily he, he traded that car. Eventually, but it, over the course of this season in particular, you got to see how broken he had become when he lost all the all the things that he complained about the the rest of the family relying on. You know how you, you're finally going to feel the sweet sting of sweat in your eye. Once he had to, that's when he he really lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't but, handle it any better than they could. He just he just had the air of well, I can handle it. But, uh, I can understand that from the, all the fiscal things, but on the genuinely heart level, I think he is the only one amongst them that actually did care for anyone else. Because I think Job he, did. I mean, Job's still an idiot, but he cared for Steve Holt when he finally found out. No, he did not. Oscar no, cares for he did not. not care he did for not Steve. care for Steve oh, Holt at all. Oh come on! Again, his his AD, his ADHD yeah. riddled mind qu- quickly went another direction, but for a few seconds, no, he did have that Cause, connection. Because I look at okay, everything. Well, yeah, that is true, but. 
for just that. No, 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 few I, don't get me wrong. He's still a terrible person and a deeply broken person. I don't. I don't even. I I agree with you in the sense that in context, George. I'm sorry, Michael. In context, is not a bad person when pitted against the backdrop of the rest of the Blues. By However, <laughs> but objectively, I would agree with you, Jordan, in saying that he is a pretty bad person. <laughs> However, I do agree with Pierce that Job never gave two flying fish about Steve Holt. <laughs> and that, I, yeah, I, I cannot... But, but then there's other examples of, you know, that. Oscar and, and Byron and Buster, you know. That, okay, that's funny. Well, that's, I agree that, with that. That's, well, that's a genuinely, Oscar's a whole different creature altogether. <laughs> I mean, you, you really can't. Arguably, he's the least evil Bluth. Arguably. No, uh, I would say I, Buster. Well, I would say, I would agree with you, murder, but, so. well, but well, falsely, presumably. Right, you know. But I would say he is... He's arguably the least evil because he is four. legally and he so he he's stupid. just in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Arrested development. Well, he's in arrested development, but he <laughs> he he, he he's he's in a level of incapacity. He doesn't have the capacity for good or evil. Buster. Okay, he's he's yeah. he's pre age of reason. Pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. You know, or I mean, and in terms of, I mean, maybe's an awful person. Well, she I've heard is. George maybe, Michael's maybe, an awful person. Maybe though, I, this season, if this season did anything, it painted her as a more of a tragic figure than the other seasons did, in my opinion. You're Where, so into this possibly. tragedy. Well, it, it, it <laughs> is a tragedy though when you really think about it. Like maybe as a character who solely this season wants her parents to notice her. Well, that, that was is, the same with her for the whole time. That is much. true, right. but I mean... Back to the goes, first episode. She, Maybe yes. if we kiss, you know, yeah. the... the Which right. it goes to greater extents in this one, though, where she dresses up as a shaman, where she, you know, all these different things, Steve Holt trying to get his father's attention, all the while Job is ridiculing Steve Holt for, you know, his own father not getting his attention. Like, you know, thanks for the 40 years no birthday card. It's like, this show is a tragedy. The whole thing with Lucille... Where Tobias is like, you're an invisible woman. I am an invisible woman. Like, you just have to, you know, fight whatever, you know, like, the show is a tragedy with a comedic twist. Like, tragic comic. Yes. Shakespeare kind of did that. It is, it is, yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing, it's more Shakespearean than I think almost any other show out there right now. Possibly. In that it does that Certainly with all the incest. Well, maybe Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. (laughs) Lots of incest. Incest are us. Popular TV comedies in America. Yes. Yeah. Or just TV TV but shows anyway. in general. Yes. Yeah, but and, and cousin love. But anyway. So you know afternoon the light. Yes. But anyway. Mm. Um so I, I definitely think it's it's you know, more poetic and that's one of the reasons I'm saying I appreciate it so much, is because it's so poetic in its, you know, comparison there and everything. So and just the, the depth of the tragedy but also, you know, coming across in the comedy. But that's a very in-depth analysis of that, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I can certainly agree. And it's all, all very egocentric characters that are out for themselves, and occasionally will show some empathy for another person, but they're really out for themselves at, at any cost. Here's here's another hidden Truly. hidden joke, if you will. So there's the, the whole running thing with George Michael, where he wants his dad to stop calling him George Michael. He wants everyone to stop calling him George Michael, mm-hmm. because... George McHarris. Be, George Maharis. But because George Michael has had some uh, some legal problems in the sexual arena, as has Boy George, which was another thing that his father wanted to call him. I don't recall any of these They things. probably happened before either of us was born. 
but they are things. I think they even mention them in the show. They do. Yeah, they do. Here's the thing that most people don't realize. Before any of us were... Hold on. What? Boy George and, and George Michael? None of these things? We're talking about here? real life Oh, events. okay. I thought you were talking the, about the show. No, no, the reasons he didn't want to be called by either of those names is because both of those people are well-known musicians who... Oh, had legal trouble okay. surrounding sexual things. Okay, okay. All right, makes much more sense. Now. So yes. he go- he ends up, by the end of the season, going by George Maharis because he starts calling himself George Michael and then pauses halfway through and adds Harris to get a fake name. I did not realize this during the course of watching the show, obviously. found it on probably Reddit or some other thing. But George Maharis was a popular recording ar- artist 30, 40 years ago who also had some really? pretty famous, for the time, legal troubles around sexual issues. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't even escape that there. I mean, again, That's it goes funny. back to arrested development. These people are stuck in a rut. They're stuck in a place of egocentric, you know, egomania, and they can't get out of it, yeah. you know? And it even goes back to, um, even in Ron Howard, in Imagine, whatever, Demi- whatever the main one he had was. Oh, okay, imagine, imagine, yeah. Where you had the... I think it was in George in Michael's office where it was the two um, letter trays, one for in development or one one for actively yeah. going or going forward, active development, active development, and then one for not, not going forward, no, not yeah, going not forward in development forward. or something. That's what this show is, you know, and, and it is very tragic. I mean, especially with debris. I mean, I, I loved it. I understand I, why I can't understand the love of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, him, maybe her and Marky Bark. I could not with stand the face Marky Bark. Face, See, I thought yeah. he was kind of weak. I couldn't stand him either. The only I, that was it, probably the most annoying character. But I did the like show. the concept of face blind. Face blind. Okay, that was funny, especially when Tobias gets on the uh, the, the boat. little boat there. Yeah, yeah. Face blindness, and it's always and it's almost like um, or the thing with the bathroom. Yes, that oh, made me laugh. Gracious. That was the only part where I like that, I like Marky Mark when he leaves the door. But Marky, I don't love you, Marky Bark. Marky Bark. Yeah. Yes. Who's that, whose father is Ron Howard's brother? Johnny that Mark. was very funny. Yeah, and just always the fact that Lindsay had to come in and be like, it's Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lindsay. <laughs> what about the um, the Job Entourage episode? Bees! <laughs> Including the and Jeremy Piven bar? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and um, what's his name from Parks and Rec? Ben Schwartz. Oh. Uh, um, as one of the yeah. people in the, in the Entourage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and John Ralphio. Yeah, it's yeah. just Ralph, the yeah. biggest d bag, and is someone well, that's, that's the so... part he plays really. Well. Oh, oh yes, I meant John Ralphio. Yeah, yeah. is the biggest d bag, yeah, yeah. and it made so much sense that Schwartz played that type of character of being in an entourage. Yeah, yeah. and that Mark was so Cherry funny. and that song, that song that was used in episodes that was used. It was like uh, Lucille's ringtone, like four episodes before the song was introduced. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that one. Get away! And that's another way that people were able to track. Like, okay, this scene happens after that scene because mm-hmm. the song was her ringtone yeah. and we saw when it was recorded so the timeline wise how we could you know split That's it up funny. wow so intricate it was it's pretty complicated I would say too intricate well no. I think if it had aired on television absolutely oh, absolutely it would have had the same problem it had in the first place I would, where, it would have won, tenfold the problem it, it where it would have won a bunch of awards it, the people wouldn't know how to market it and David Cross would have to record another YouTube video of him in a you know fake bosom you know Cursing out the uh, marketing people for not knowing how to market. So it's almost the same. If I could make a connection to a television show that needs this type of private revitalization by Netflix and needs to get off of network television. If it starts with an F, it's not going to happen. Community. Community. Yes. 
Thank Kevin, you. Kevin has been the biggest community fan uh, in probably the, of in its the previous history. podcast. I uh, and I all three seasons. I don't own anything. <laughs> well, that's true. Internet. They're on my Kevin I think they're all on Netflix. So. Kevin doesn't buy media, but yes, I understand. It's on Netflix, so and Hulu Plus and yeah. anything else. That said. Uh, well, maybe we'll see with Harmon coming back. Yeah, I was about to say, he is back. So I, just, amazing. The, the reason com, uh, now that community... Now racistness is gone. Racistness is gone? Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Pierce. Pierce. It has nothing to do with Chevy Chase being gone. Absolutely nothing to do with It has to do with NBC not having anything yeah. good. Well, yeah, they they had no other choice, really. And, and it's unprecedented. I mean, I know this is a tangent, and we'll probably yeah, get close to the back with me after this, but yeah. showrunners have left shows before and come back. No one that I can think of or any – a lot of TV reviewers that I, I pay close attention to have been looking into this issue. None of them have been able to find any examples of a showrunner being fired and then invited back. Yeah, it's like the Steve Jobs of TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make Next. I'm going to get fired from my own board, and then I'm going to come back and basically reinvent the company and make it one of the most successful in the history of American business. Which is what I hope happens, because season four is an abomination. You uh, haven't I, even watched season, season four. Season neither, neither has Dan Hart. And, okay. and also, no, actually, he has seen it now. He has. He has seen it now. Did I he really... refuse to watch it? No, no, no. He, actually, they, they talked about him, he, he or he talked about the, there the was ta- talks with him d- about him doing commentary tracks for all these episodes on the season I four really DVDs. really hope that happens. Yeah. I'll buy the DVD. I would have done it like that. Abomination. Man, it would have been a lot funnier if I did this instead. Abomination is a strong word. Is it as strong as those first three seasons? No. But it's not terrible. It's the, still better keep, than most of the mind, other Pierce things. Pierce has only seen television. two of the I, I stopped. Yeah, and I've seen the whole thing. after the Halloween too. episode. There are, Abed was like, I remember when this used to be a show about a... Uh, about a uh, uh, community college. Community college. That like, was yes, funny. That that is spot on. What and, is the problem yeah, with this all show the way right back now. in the pilot, and then it wasn't that afterwards. But yes, <laughs> um, that pilot was very strong. Oh no, 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 But what I'm saying is, was it, there was a handful of strong episodes, especially towards the end. There was a lot that were okay, and a few that didn't work. Yeah. Abominations, a strong word, especially okay. from someone who hasn't th- seen them. Th- about that season, but but let me track with me for a moment. Seasons one and two, in my opinion, were hysterical. The problem was, just like Arrested Development, when it's on network TV, people pop in and out of the season, and there are so many intricate jokes. Uh, the Beetlejuice one, for example, that I didn't even realize mm-hmm. until I watched a YouTube video. Thank God for the internet. Otherwise, I'd have no idea that joke existed. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank God for the internet for so many things <laughs> and more. But, um, so many things and more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but goodness, those were amazing. And, and you knew that that second season finale of Paintball was going to be one of the greatest... Mm -hmm. uh, The Western thing was beautiful. Uh, All of it. All of it was... Star Wars. They were amazing. Star Wars and Western. And... Pop what? Pop what? Pop what? (laughs) Pop! Oh, that was terrific. But nonetheless, I will stand by the statement that it needs to get off of NBC... Netflix needs to pick it up. Harmon needs to be given full creative control. And maybe we'll see that on NBC with this next season. However, I think it can benefit very much by taking the same route that Arrested Development I mean, did. most likely it gets this season and then it's done. I would Especially love, because, because it'll be the same so, with Parks yes. and Rec. It'll be Parks and Rec gets this next season. I think Parks and Rec still has a decent chance. The community, they're this close Parks, Parks with this Rec season. started slow just because it was... It, it, same well, as not, The Office. But. Oh, yeah, but it started slow in the sense of fan support just because there were so many larger shows surrounding it. And it's it really rough. picked up. It was rough the first season. First season, yeah. 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 Once Aziz Ansari came into his own note, that's what I really think boosted my And interest. once they Chicken stopped Chicken making Leslie the female Michael um, 
Yes, Michael Scott. Michael Scott, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's really picked up some mainstream support lately, and I, I'm excited to see all of this. The thing with Community, though, is with these 13 episodes of the season, which will probably be the final season, they'll finally have 100 episodes and will be eligible, quote-unquote eligible, even though that number doesn't really matter, for syndication. That is why Sony is doing this, is to have enough episodes for the traditional 100 episodes needed for syndication model, and... Unlikely we will get any more from NBC, so possibly somewhere it. else. The only, I'm but that's that is almost certainly the reason. Can you why can you explain that concept to me? I'm not you know what syndication that. is, right? No, where like CW Philly gets it, like what they did with Big Bang Theory, where uh, one day everyone has Big Bang. Uh, Theory. It was much more prevalent back in the day. I believe Community already got syndication. Is that how TBS season and CW five was pick all of these shows? I actually it's think that's a fact. Exactly. It's possible, but it's why she's Seinfeld on every freaking. It's channel why in the Family world. Guy is on everything now. How I Met Your Mother. And it, it, it was much more prevalent in past years where you made a show, once you had 100 episodes, you could put it in a syndication, be bought by Channel 48, Channel whatever, you know, UHF channel, and then later cable UHF. channels, and they would rebroadcast it. Now, the that. number of episodes is not as important, specifically with shows still airing, mm-hmm. but for 10 years down the line, assuming television still exists in anything even close <laughs> to resembling its current form, <laughs> and <laughs> I still think it would exist, but in its, in its current form... Still, they want to have that bundle of episodes because they want to be able to schedule it five days a week at 3.30 and not have to change up the programming slot every four weeks because there's only 17 episodes. That 100-episode marker is arbitrary and not always followed to a T, but it traditionally has been what it is. And most people are speculating that with 100 episodes after the season, and I think it'll have like 105 or whatever, whatever, it'll be just around 100. Once they have that, Sony will then drop it. Like Will it come back with something else? Possibly. But that's probably the only reason it's even getting a fifth season, period. Okay, so Kevin's would, raising his hand, but we've gotten so off, off topic, so Kevin gets to go, and then that's I was go. I was going to begin with, this is very off topic from Arrested Development. I believe it did get syndication before the fifth season uh, was renewed. I believe the only reason the fifth season is around is because NBC has nothing else to, to buy. I don't That's know. certainly well, possible. Whitney. <laughs> when Whitney was when Whitney was canceled, um, that was easy. Goodness. the goodness right, so of TV. That all being said, anyone have anything Arrested Development related? I mean, I I really love season four. Again, I don't think it as the strongest thing they have done. I think it's better in rewatch, at least what I have rewatched. Uh, and that's not to say it started weak. It's just the things that I didn't love as much. I thought played much better once I'd seen the whole thing. And and mostly, I would say, I wanted more Arrested Development. I got more Arrested Development. If I never get another extra second of, of new Arrested Development again, well, that sucks, but at least I got another... The, the, technically, the longest season of the show, in yeah. terms of minutes. Yeah. We all got a fourth season of Arrested Development. Tell that to Pierce, Kevin, fans. and Brandon from three years ago. Oh, You're going to get a fourth season of Arrested Development, and running time-wise, it'll be the longest one yet. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the best one, holy crap, we got a fourth season of Arrested Development. Do I hope we get more? A movie? Another season? Whatever? Sure. If we get it, do I hope it's a little bit closer to the traditional structure and they can get everybody there for all the episodes? Sure. Sure. But I got a fourth season of Arrested Development, and it was better than good, and it was better than just in the middle for me. I'm thrilled. If I can... I can use my econ degree for just one moment in this podcast. <laughs> this yes, supply demand, we get it. Yes, okay, go. It just goes to show you that this market of ridiculously new, off-network uh, season producing 
is working and it's responding to demand and that is awesome and just the fact that this is an actual uh i guess startup that in my mind can kill network tv and and don't get me wrong i I love what networks have done and i love the fact that i have a lot of great shows to choose from but i also think that they're just really huge monopolies and then corporations that don't even know what their viewers want i think this is what can really start to put some competition on the table and in turn competition will make everything of a better quality down the road i mean hopefully very excited for this you hear that joss go get castle canceled and yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> hey, pe- people love Castle. Uh, people so, love Castle. Yeah, a lot you know, of people love well, and, Castle. And the thing but is, and again, n- another another tangent. But okay, well, you just said it. People will love another season of Firefly more, or a Firefly movie more. Guess I what? Mean, there was only one season. Guess, guess what? People won't love that more. The majority of people, given both things, would prefer Castle because you can tell from the ratings more people watch Castle than have ever watched Firefly. Even in oh yeah absolutely later, it doesn't, it doesn't more people mean... want Big Bang Theory than want Community. But now we want Community, but that doesn't more mean that most. It doesn't mean sheep. anything. It's all subjective. We're just so niche into this what, little demographic that what, really appreciates and records podcasts on and reads about a show. What Netflix <laughs> and Amazon Prime and any other new quote unquote third party producer brings to the table is not quote something better or something. Anything else? It's just more opportunities for people like for the four of us. Targeting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who say we don't care that more people want to watch Big Bang Theory or Two Broke Girls or whatever. <laughs> oh my! What, whatever. That because, is not, that's a true abomination. Because objectively, more people watch them and like them than the things we like. Well, I think that's but, be, that's because they're already on TV and it's easier to access. But these third party things give sure. us more opportunities to watch things we like. Whether Absolutely. more people watch them or not is irrelevant. There are more things that, more niche things, like to use exactly yes. what you said, that, hey, we don't need to get 20 million people to watch this as long as the 2 million that do love it. And it's showing that we're willing to pay for it. We're willing mm-hmm. to go out and get these, uh, I guess, extraneous costs that, I mean, everyone gets uh, NBC if you have cable news or even if you just have an antenna or anything. We're willing to go pay 8 bucks a month. We will seek out the, the quote-unquote quality. Quality is meaningless, but we will go seek Subjective out the... Least. We will go seek okay. out the things we like. And so if you produce and we'll them, be able to pay we will it. pay for them. We're willing. If yeah. you build yeah. it, we will come. Yeah, pretty much. There we, we go. You build the better mouse trap, please kill us in it. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Signed, America. Yeah. I'm Jordan from Jersey. <laughs> I'm Pierce from Jersey. I'm Kevin from Jersey. I'm Brandon from kind of Jersey. Have Peace. a good week, everybody. And uh, I'm going to go watch Firefly. Go Arrested Development reference here. Have a good week. Bees! Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at LegionOfDudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at LegionOfDudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan FRM Jersey. Thank you.